0: About us towards God. It just brings us out of a place where we depend on self. It brings us out of a place where we depend on people. It brings us out of a place where we depend on our intelligence. It brings us out of a place where we depend on what we have amassed, what we have gathered, what we know what we do who we know and uh, everything about it It, 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 that's the significance for me that's the significance of the scripture because it just disconnects you from from self the scripture disconnects you from self completely it takes you out of a realm where you you know depend so much on yourself and depends so much on who you know and depend depends so much on, you know, what you have for you know, um, I, I was reading a documentary on, on this man called uh, uh, Michael Jackson. I, I read a documentary on him. I was just trying to look at what, you know, how he lived this life and how vain this world is. Then I did a research on him. <laughs> I realized that everything about Michael Jackson was uh, was was very very organized. His life was completely organized. The room where he slept, they made sure that the, that the temperature and the level of oxygen in that room is not just a normal oxygen, but a purified or refined oxygen. The house where he lived, they made sure that everything. The man was supposed to live for 150 or 200 years. When you look at the whole thing, the whole setup, in fact, the guy had, according to the documentary, he had had kidney donors waiting for him in case his kidney fails. There There were people ready to donate their kidneys. He had a heart donor, he had a liver donor, he had everything, people around him, that would just donate as soon as they said this one is dying there were people ready on ground to donate their kidneys to give him blood and to give him everything his life was completely controlled or completely organized so if you were to look at it from the normal medical point of view that man was supposed to live for 150 years or 200 years his life was proper. in fact his car, when he gets into his car, the temperature of the car is already prepared and organized for him to come in. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have to, you know. There are so many things. His life was so one time he, he got into he got into a, a very big shop and he was just pointing things. He said, I want this one. He said, How much? He said, dollars He said, I want this one. How much is that one? dollars I have this one. I want it. This one. He they were just any amount as soon as he pointed and mentioned them and he said, I want it. That man was so rich. But you see, his life was dependent solely on. The physical things that he had. The physical life that he had built for himself. The physical life that he had, you know, that he had organized for himself. That he had medical doctors. There uh, they were, they were a lot of them that were making sure that his health was good. There was, you know, all the specialists were in place. The heart specialists, the kidney specialists, the head specialists, the mind specialists, the brain. all of them were in place. So this man was not supposed to have died when he died. Now, the reason I mention this is because sometimes it is very good for us to organize our lives. It is very good for us to have a plan. It is very good for us to, to, you know, to do what you have to do and plan your things the way you have to plan it. But you see, as soon as God is out of the picture, no matter what it is that you have built, it will collapse. If God is not in the picture of what you are organizing, if it's not in the picture of your life, it doesn't matter how many medical doctors and how many specialists attend to you, it doesn't matter how many checkups you go every now and again. It doesn't matter with the kind of food they say. Don't eat this food. Don't eat that food. I've seen people who eat only organic food and they die before their time. They die before. All of a sudden, the sickness just came from nowhere. I know eating food is very good. It helps your health and all of that. But if God is not in the picture, you will only realize that you are taking care of yourself by yourself, and God is not there taking care of you and if God is not taking care of you you must understand you can't eat out demons am I talking to somebody here you can't eat good food to chase out demons good food don't chase out demons can I say it one more time a good car does not chase out accidents am I talking to somebody here nice atmosphere does not chase out sickness the demon of sickness rather does not chase out In in fact no matter how organized your life is if the devil wants to enter that life if jesus is not there he will enter yeah. enough enough one of our presidents his name is general Sania Bacha, he died in power take up our two presidents died in power these were men that were powerful these were great people I just slept in the night and could not wake up in the morning. Why? Because you cannot protect yourself with guns and bullets against a demon spirit. It is only the Lord that can save you. It is only the Lord that can protect you. It is only the Lord that can secure you. So, when, when, when I read about this man and I saw how he died and how all the doctors came, they gathered around it. this one was pursued. They said no, it was negligence. You were negligent. The man was paying you a lot of money. How come you couldn't detect this? They, they sued him. They said you was the one that killed the man. No! When the man's time comes, if God is not in that man's life, it doesn't matter what he does. It doesn't matter what he has. It doesn't matter what he has got. It doesn't matter how much he takes care of himself. If God is out of the picture, when the time comes, that man to die, when the spirit of death comes knocking on that door, you cannot escape from the spirit of death. Can I get a witness here? So the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Not some of your heart, not some of your mind, not some of your soul, not some of your body, but with all of your heart. With all of your. You see, sometimes you might think that you have trusted God with all of your heart. You might think you have trusted you feel that you are for God will be tested. Your intellect will be tested. Your strength will be tested. Your mind will be tested. Then that is where you have to know if truly your trust is in God. I might to somebody here. When you find yourself in a secluded place where you don't have no safety I'm telling you, your intellect will be tested. Your mind will be tested. That's what the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. When he says with all your heart, he's not talking about this physical heart that is beating. No, it's not talking about the physical heart that is beating in here. What he's talking about, it's talking about the place that, that the Bible says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. In other words, the source of your pre- the source of your living the foundation of your life must all be dependent on god must all be given over to god in trust your heart completely must be trusted God knowing that in everything no matter what happens no matter what comes your way God is able to deliver his promises he is able to do exactly as he says he is able to save you from whatever the devil or hell draws against you somebody said, I trust in the Lord yeah. so when you come to that point in your life are Your intellect can fail you, your brilliance can fail you, your intelligence can fail you. The only thing that will not fail you is your trust in God. Your trust in God is what brings you out of trouble. Your trust in God is what brings you out of the jail of life. Your trust in God is what brings you out of the attacks of the enemy your trust in the Lord that keeps you safe at all times. Show me a woman or a man. Show me a boy or a girl that has truly trusted in the Lord. Then I'll send somebody that God will always stand upon yourself. God It is by leaning on your understanding that your trust in God becomes invalid. When your trust in God is not when, you're, when you lean on your own understanding. What does it mean to lean on your understanding? To lean on your understanding simply means to depend on your understanding. In other words, your whole heart, your whole mind You do this and do that and do this and do that and do this. Your life will be better. And you keep God out of the picture. Life will humble you because I'm telling you the devil you cannot tame him. You cannot know how the enemy comes. They don't teach you. It's cool how the enemy operates because when they finish teaching you, the devil is gonna come from behind the doors and mess you up. It is only God that keeps you. If the days that the enemy will try. They didn't teach you the school how to keep the devil away from your house. They didn't teach you the school how to keep the devil out of your life. But it's only God, when he's on your side, when you're dependent on him, You see him as your medical doctor. You see him as your banker. You see him as your teacher. You see him as your comforter. You see him as your peace. You see him as your provider. You see him as your shelter. You see him as your protector. You see him as your guide. You see him as your power. You see him as your strength. You see him as the lifter of your head. You see him as your promoter. You see him as your boss. You see him as your fighter. You see him as everything. Then God, whatever you seek God to be in your life, god becomes when you say he's my provider he becomes your provider when you say he's my healer he becomes your healer i love the way right that he calls Him, and says, the lord is my shepherd and i shall not want the moment you call him your shepherd he's everything to you it takes care of you when you're sick He lifts you up when you are down he protects you when the arrows of hell are coming towards your direction somebody said the lord is my shepherd so when yo también You start failing, you start falling, you start you start you start breaking. When you depend on all let me tell you, if all you if your life is the We have revised edition of textbooks. You know that name? Volume 1, volume 2, volume 3. In chemistry, that's what is called the Old's Law. Old but now when you go back to that, you realize that a lot of other things has been discovered. Let me tell you this: you know, in the 19, 1980s and all those, and only the, in the 80s and, and before the 80s they had a kind of car that they were driving. That was a kind of car they were driving and if you were a mechanic that was only able to fix that kind of car and while time was going, you refused to upgrade, you will be, still be a mechanic in this new Why? Because you are dependent on what you know many years ago and you are not updating and upgrading and you are, you are, you are just you, know, you know, stealing yesterday in the Stone Age. So the new tech, high tech cars that have been created or manufactured today, you will not be able to repair them because you have been in the yesterday. But the reason we follow God is because God, even though he's the ancient of days, even though he's the oldest, even though he was there before you came, even though he was there before the world was created, even though he was there before anything, he does not run out of ideas. His idea by himself. He knows exactly what to do. In fact, time is never against him. He does not get Does not have an anniversary, he does not have a birthday, he does not also have a death day. That is the God that you can depend on. Your father can only teach you what he knows, your mother can only teach you what she knows, your lecturer can only teach you what they know, the only God that can teach you what you don't know and what no other person knows. Jesus said when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he will teach. Seen the word of judgment and the word of righteousness, he knows how to teach you. The Bible said, But the anointing which you have received in 1st chapter 2, verse 27, he said, But the anointing which you have received is in you. The anointing teaches you all things. There is an anointing that God puts on the inside of you, which is the Holy Ghost that gives you greater ideas and greater insights on how to live in this world. So if your mind is always in what you know, if your mind is always connected in what you know, what you have learned, and that is how it is, come on, I'm telling you, you must live it backwards. It's time for God to give you new ideas. It's time for God to open your eyes into new realities. It's time for God to teach you new things. I somebody here, God has to give you new ideas. The way they did it last time, it worked for them. May not be the same way you have to do it now. Let God to you, give you a new idea on how to get it working. Am I talking to somebody here? The way they did it in 1918 is not the same way they should do it now. God shall give you a new idea. He shall give you a new spirit. He shall give you a new a new mind. So. May the Lord give you grace. May the Lord open your mind. May the Lord open your spirit. May the Lord reveal all things to you. So that after today, you will no longer lean on your understanding, but you will lean on the spirit of God. Somebody say, I'm not leaning on my understanding. Come on, preach with me. Say, I'm not leaning on my understanding. Say, I'm leaning on the trust of God. I'm leaning on the trust in God. Why do I trust God? Or why should I trust God? The reason I should trust God is because God is tested and proven. You hear what I just said? You're not preaching with me tonight. Are you cold? I said the reason we trust God is because God has been around for a long time. That is why we trust him. He's been around for a long time. Every other God came and disappeared. Mohammed came and disappeared. Buddha came and disappeared. Confucian came and disappeared. All of them came and they disappeared out of the sea. i in here. Was created by no man. That is why we trust him. We're trusted we trust him because we've heard what he does. We trust him because we have seen what he does for other people. We trust him because, God, I tell you, scientists have been unable. will show you how big our God is. So that is why you trust Him. I tell you, we've seen Him crush the devil, we've seen Him mess hell up, we've seen Him break all the powers of the enemy and that is why we trust Him because we know He's dependable. Come and say, my God is dependable. Come and say, my God is dependable. Say, my God is dependable. That is why we trust Him. We trust Him Dependable, we're trusted because we've seen what he does, we're trusted because he's been around for a long time, we're trusted because he died and rose again, we're trusted because of what we've seen him do for other people. That is why our trust in him cannot fail, our trust in him cannot grow weary, our trust in him cannot grow weak. But can I tell you, one thing that affects and attacks our trust in God is delay. Somebody said delay. If you're not careful, when it's like God is not coming in your time, it's not affecting your trust in him. You start feeling maybe he's not around. Maybe he's not here and here. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Someone, you know, someone said to me, "Say, Christianity is a joke. I said, why? He said, because I've been praying so this God, I believed Him, I served Him, I did everything for Him, yet He never answered me. He said, is not real." I said, "You see, that is what affects the faith and the trust of God in people. That is what kills because when your answers are not coming, when you expected them the most, when your answers..." when you pray and pray and you believe it is done only to realize it was never done it can affect your trust in God when you trust in God to come through for you and it never came through for you it can affect your trust in God i tell you, telling oh, you you say no problem you don't understand no I trust God so much. no you have never been disappointed before you have, never, you have never put the whole of your heart in something and you know of God. You know that God has taken care of this one. If a God told me that he's a church, only to realize that God need not do anything when you want to Your fight can be affected. Your trust can be affected. You can begin to doubt God. and know the next time you face a challenge, you will say, God will take care of this, but something within you will tell you. The same way it happened last time. Is the same way it will this time? Your fight. Can be shaken by reason of the delays. Another reason that can shake your trust in God is when you look at somebody that is so faithfully serving God, believing in God, and proclaiming that you know what this sickness ain't gonna kill me, you know what this trouble ain't gonna swallow me, you know what I will come out of this better. Only to realize that it has swallowed them. After it has swallowed them, your confession drops. it's not the same way you will deal with me that is why we don't measure our faith we don't measure our trust we don't measure our life we don't measure our relationship based on other people's relationship with God you don't look at your other and say if God did not answer her I don't think God will answer me because God does not deal with us the same way i tell you somebody my or died in a plane crash. A lot of Christians were living. How can God kill that man just like that? Which means one day i of that. No. That was how his own life has been orchestrated. That was how God designed his home That was how God designed his exit from pellet edge. Yes is different. Am I talking to somebody here? Yeah. Sometimes your own life is not the And, and how spiritual you, you are. Sometimes it's determined by what God wants you to fulfill before you end. Look at John the Baptist, John the beloved. The reason he was the last disciple to die, the last apostle to die, not was not because he was holier than the apostle Paul. It's not because he was more righteous than Peter. It's not because he was not. Am I talking to somebody here? Somebody that you look up to might die before you. Someone who's spiritual that you can die before you. That doesn't mean you will die the next day. Your whole life is different. God deals with us differently. Shall you? Because if you look at other people say, if God did not do it for her, she prays down heaven. If God did not it for her, Answer. Who am I that God will answer me? Because I know she's more spiritual than I am. I know he's more powerful than I am. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't measure your work with God by looking at other people. You don't measure your relationship with God by looking at other people. God has a different scale for everybody.
1: And I like
0: Somebody here, the way God deals with you is not how he will deal with me. He said, He's not my head, but Jacob, I love. What did they do to deserve the hate and the love of God? Nothing. He designed them the same way. He designed them differently. And because of that, he just designed them with the law. He said, I have mercy on who I have mercy and I have compassion on who Not because of your prayer life, not because of your righteous life how powerful you are but because of his love and his designation towards what he has planned for your life can i get an amen here the way god created you is this so you cannot look at somebody and say ah, you know, you know. no you live not on you just trust in god trust in god just believe him that if it happened to other people it can happen to me as well If you bless other people, he will bless me as well. Whatever he does for my neighbor, he's able to do it for me as well. Go to verse 6. Go to verse 6 for me. Hallelujah. Please bring my bring my job from the car, please. You did it for us? Verse 6. In all your ways. Somebody say in all your ways. Come say it now. You know your ways. Say it one more time. You know say it one more time. Say it in all my ways. You know, this is this is the most difficult one. The most difficult one. In all your ways, not some of your ways. In all your ways. That is why we miss it most times. Sometimes we. want And I tell you, sometimes, it's simply because God sometimes, God is not a talkative, thing, so he doesn't talk all the time. Sometimes you'll be asking him for asking him questions, he will not answer. Okay, quiet. The says, don't look I know not you not moving. Let me move you. Sometimes, God will be quiet. But it's a long time, It's against you. Tell me something and God is quiet and because of the quiet the silence of God we do it our way and that is, that is when, we, when we do things our way when you do things your way you don't have the protection of God that is, that is the problem Yes, when you do things your way that is Listen, it may be a good thing, it may be a nice thing, it may be a just thing, it might be a very beautiful thing, but ladies and gentlemen, but if God is not in it, i No, no, I mean it's good, it's okay, it's nice, it's okay, it's not sinful, it's not bad, it's okay, it's nice, but if God is not in it, I've seen people die of depression in ministry. I'll people, I'll tell you, I'll people. They are doing it for a good cause, But ladies and gentlemen, sometimes they are not called. Some people get excited about ministry Sometimes your mind can lead you. Sometimes your soul can lead you. Sometimes anxiousness can lead you. Sometimes lust can lead you. But ladies and gentlemen, a man who depends on the ways of God. Ladies and gentlemen, sometimes while you are doing it the God way, you are directed by God. You can jump into trouble. You can run into trouble. But you know what? God knows how to rescue you. Do you know that the will of God will bring you more trouble than outside the will of God? Why? Because if you are if you are running on the road of the devil, the devil will never oppose you because he knows you're in the wrong but when you're on the right road, that is where he up. He you. He pushes you backwards. He puts a of stone on your way so that you will stumble and fall. But ladies and gentlemen, one thing about the will of God is that when you're preaching the will of God, you have the signature of God on your document. You have the signature of God on your life. You have the signature of the condition of God on what you do. And when you You. If God is the one sending you before your back hit the ground, He'll pick you up. You don't die like a chicken, you don't die in the assignment of God just like that. He knows how to pick you up. The devil will not get the last save. Before the end of the last God will rise up and pick you up. Am I talking to somebody here? Somebody say, I have the signature of God on my hands. In all your ways. You know one thing? Watch this. Acknowledging The word acknowledge means to bring him in or to be aware of his presence or to seek his permission or to let him be in charge. Acknowledging him means that I don't do anything without the knowledge of him. If I don't feel him Leading me, mm. I shouldn't be there. Yeah. He has to lead me. Did mm. you hear know what I said? Yeah. Let me tell you something. Don't let social media be your pastor. Yeah. Don't let news be your pastor. Yeah, from the Lord. Don't Apostle. Hear from the Lord. God must be acknowledged. In other words, he must be felt. He must be recognized. He must be known. He must be seen. He must be noticed. If it's not noticed in your life, if it's not acknowledged in your life. And you know sometimes we learn the hard way. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you'll be asking for questions, he'll be quiet. He will be so quiet that he wants to check if 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 he he does not say something, whether he will move. Mostly the issue in the the issue of marriage. God likes to keep quiet in marriage issues, Like that one he will keep quiet. You know why God keeps going in most cases? Because the first time he chose a woman for a man, the man accused him. It was the woman you gave me. Yeah, the one that caused it. (laughs) So these days, God is very careful. (laughs) In fact, the proverbs said, He that find it. He said, Don't give anymore. So in that issue. God will always be Sometimes he'll be so quiet that his silence will be so frustrating. That you're asking, he is from. But he wants you to learn. Let me tell you, two days ago, two days ago, God was teaching me. He said, one of my attributes, that's what he told me. He said, one of my attributes is patience. If you don't have patience, forget it, you can't walk with God you know what makes you stay in a place of prayer for hours? It's missions. If Because he wants to he wants to expose you to certain things. Yeah. He wants you to build character. Yeah. He wants you to build emotions. He wants you to build knowledge. He wants you to build understanding. He wants you to understand it. And I tell you something? Do you know why? Do you know listen? Do you know why God uses certain people that have been in the field of Christianity for a long time, more than those who are just beginners? You know why? Because those guys that have been on the field for a long time. By experience, God has delayed them severally and has trained them. And and I'm telling you, some you can even see them, they have grown, they are growing old. The older they get, the more stronger the anointing becomes. Why? Because God has taken You all that you are gone ahead of. They beep, 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 they're overtaking you. I said, Lord, let's move now. God said, No, wait. Very painful. But you know what it? The moment he moves, after he has taught you everything, the moment he moves is the speed of Elijah. He will give you a speed that You. Now you become a lecturer to them. They are alive right before you, but you are the one teaching them. They got there before you, but you are the one teaching them. You are teaching them knowledge, you are teaching them wisdom, you are teaching them everything. He, he hides you somewhere. And that is when he starts walking on here. He starts building you. When you come up the second Worked right on, constructed on, and now you become a teacher to other people. And they ask you, How did you get this knowledge? You know, we have the knowledge, you know, we have the knowledge. The theoretical knowledge and we have the practical knowledge. The theory knowledge is the knowledge you let you read in books and you read in, you know in school and you studied, but the practical knowledge is when you find yourself in the war zone, you find yourself in the battleground. That is where God gives you the right teacher. This one you are not you are not being taught by by by, by head, by, by 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 words, you are taught by practice. When you are there, sometimes they the. The stones will hit you. The the stones will land on your head. Sometimes you will even bleed, and you'll be taken to the hospital. They will have to stitch you. You come back. You are back there in the in in the battleground. They started suffering when they were young. They started going through tough things when they were young. There are people who, who when, they, when they were small, they lost their parents. So they grew up on that harsh atmosphere. You know, sometimes it's like, no, life is very, life, life, life is unfair. You know, life is this and no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. God has allowed your training to become, to begin very early. And it's for a good cause. The training you go through today, you will not have to go through tomorrow again. Am I talking to somebody here? Some of us we go through our training when we are grown and all that. But there are people who went through this when they were young. When they were young, they started early. They went through it and at the end of the day, by the time they get to certain age, God has already done great things in their lives. And you wonder why God has given them so much speed? It's because they went through their training at the very early stage. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So when God is, about, is allowing you to go through the tough seasons at a very early stage, no. The Bible said, my son, despise not the chastening of the Lord. As many as a love, he rebuke and chastises. Okay, imagine somebody He said despise it not. When you are being chastised by God, the Bible said, don't despise it, don't reject it, don't run away from it, enjoy it. In all your ways, acknowledge it. And what happens when you acknowledge him? He shall do what? He shall direct your car. Do you know when you enter, when you, when you get your car, as you're about to drive, just say, Lord, I acknowledge you here. When, you, when you're when leaving your house, just say, Lord, I acknowledge you this morning. Lord, I, I want to feed you the whole day. Lord, I want to know you the whole day. I want to see you the whole day. Everything I've been doing today. Acknowledging God just by saying that means a lot. Just just by just by mentioning the name of the Lord, acknowledging him in everything that you do means the Lord. Amen. Lord, I'm a God. Lord, 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 I want you to be here. I want you. And the Bible says, when you acknowledge him, what happens? He starts directing you. But you know what it means to direct your part? To direct your part, you tell you, move, 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 move. Stop him, Now go this way. Now go that way. Now move this way. Now jump. Now fly. Now sit. Now do He teaches you. When you acknowledge him, he starts directing. Is that all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I tell you something about you? Let me tell you. Any time you tell God to direct you, he does not take it lightly. Like Does not. He would take sinners. When you say, Lord, I acknowledge you here. See, unfortunately, unfortunately, we are more flesh than spirit. And God is more spirit than flesh. So we are not able to reason on the same platform. You know, somebody said Jesus is 100% man and 100% God. That's a lie. Sorry, Jesus is 50% man, 50% God. That's a lie. Jesus is 100% man and 100% God. But the thing is that Jesus is more spirit than man. More spirit than flesh. So, but we are more flesh than spirit. That's why when you fast, anytime you fast, you are suppressing the flesh so that your spirit can be more. So any you say, Lord, direct on this one, I am handing this one over to you. It does not really make that much sense because flesh is thicker than the spirit. When you are more flesh than more than spirit, even when God is in it, you can't even feel it. Even when God is directing, you can't even feel it. Even when God is the one speaking, you can't even feel it. Because you are more flesh. Spirit. The Bible says, what happens? He shall direct the You can't be lost when God is the one leading. You can't lose your way when God is the one leading. You can't get lost when He's the one leading. Sometimes, because of flesh, you might. What he will tell you. This is the way. It. He knows how to redirect you back on your path. If only you can acknowledge him. No. Ah, but this one is too small now. Where should I acknowledge go God in this one? No, the Bible says in all. Ah, but this one, I can just do it now. You know what? God says in all. In everything. In everything what the Bible says in the book of Thessalonians? He says, be careful for nothing. Philippians, be careful for nothing. But in all things, by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, in all things, by prayer and supplication, in all things, not in some things, but in all things, by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the God of peace shall direct your heart and your Shall keep your heart in your mind. When you are to know that God completely in every facet of your life, He knows exactly how to write you. Come on, Go verse 7. Let's finish then. Verse 7. Be unwise in your own heart. Fear the Lord. You will part from God. Be not wise in your commands. Fear the Lord. On Sunday I made a step in Proverbs, any of the middle. I said, I think it was a middle. The Bible says in Proverbs, the fear of the Lord is the big We grew up with this thing that the Bible says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. There are other scriptures that says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom. He said the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom. As it Proverbs. praise the Lord. Now, what happens is, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge or wisdom. When you fear God, what does he do? He gives you knowledge and wisdom. That's what it means. You can't fear God and be foolish. You can't fear God and be foolish. There is something about the fear of God. It, it, It gives you knowledge. You become wiser than your age. Praise God. At the age of twelve, the Bible said Jesus was in favor of God with God. Out. At the age of twelve, he was he was he was debating with lawyers and doctors. At the age of twelve, he was he was debating with them. They couldn't win him. Why? The fear of God was important. The fear of God makes you older than your age, not physically but in your mind. Your mind ages faster The fear of the Lord. The Bible says, Be unwise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord in the path of evil. Let me say this now, let me pray. He said Be unwise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord And the path of evil. evil. You know what evil does? Evil that clouds your sense of judgment, evil, evil, evil dulls your mind. When you, are, when you are covered being, or being controlled by evil, all you will be thinking of evil, evil is evil, evil. Evil, 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 So you will not be able to do anything effective and productive because you are not controlled by evil. But when you fear the Lord and depart from evil, he starts leading you in grace. Be unwise it means to be wise in your own eyes. Anything you do is the best. That is when when a person is wise. So anything you do, nobody can teach you anything. You know everything. Nobody can teach you. That is what it means to be wise in your own eyes. But when you fear the Lord, He gives you knowledge. You put your heart.